0: This is Beers and Buckets, a podcast for degenerates like us who drink beer and watch basketball. We are the only college basketball podcast that reviews beer and the only beer review podcast that talks college basketball. So grab a beer, throw on a game, and hang with us. All right, welcome in the first official off-season episode of Beers and Buckets. Uh, It's been crazy. I mean, like, I feel like the off seasons, but busier than the actual season or, uh, you know, like even the postseason of college basketball, because transfer portal and players going pro and NBA draft. And now we're, now we have NBA playoffs, which has been electrifying so far. So Dal, how you doing, man?
1: Yeah. It's it's like, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of talk. I feel like that there actually haven't been that many transfer portal commits yet. I feel like everyone's entering and, yeah. it hasn't sorted itself out but it i mean it's just gonna, i mean the we haven't even probably hit the like hit the full iceberg we're the titanic right now just having like just seen the the tip of the iceberg in terms of yeah how many gonna people are going to hit the transfer start... portal how many like i mean teams are going to sh- i feel like that this year we were like oh lsu lost every single player and i feel like that that's going to be – that's going to go from being something that gets talked about like, whoa, this is crazy that this happened to being like there are 10 or 12 teams in – like every year that this happens to. So it's – Yeah, I mean like – It's an interesting time.
0: It's not super surprising that LSU – like you're saying that LSU lost every single player. And this is a good thing for those players that they don't have to stick around and you know, like they don't have to be committed to that coach that you know the school hires because like that's not fair to the players if they weren't committed to if they're committed to will wade which i don't know why on earth you would commit to will wade but if you're committing to a way i have a hundred thousand reasons to will wade. fair enough but you know whatever <laughs> cheating aside uh you know like <laughs> if you're committing to will wade and he gets fired or he resigns you're not stuck with the next coach that's the glory of the transfer portal that so many people are just overlooking so many curmudgeons are overlooking like the transfer portal is not a bad thing like if you think it's a bad thing you need to grow up um because it's not a bad thing you know like it's a it's a great thing nil not a bad thing uh it's a great thing because these you know, 18 to 21, 22, 24, I don't know how old some some of these college players are. They deserve to make money off their name, image, and likeness, just like you and I deserve that opportunity. Except for they are committed to playing basketball, which takes, it's a huge time commitment. So if they can't go work at McDonald's, you know, like on a regular job, like 40 hours a week or less, then, you know, how the heck are they supposed to make money? Like, it's not fair that because they are good at a sport that they can't make money. So...
1: They All make money things. by committing to Will Wade. Is what they <laughs> how they make
0: money. Yeah, well, plenty of other coaches too. Yeah, also these players were getting paid way before NIL. So, like, well, just get off your high horse, people. Let these
1: Who was, kids it? Make Who was the ball player? Money. Was it Fred Taylor that came out and was like, "Oh, I got fifty k from Georgia." and then just pocketed the money and went to Florida and got the money they offered me to. Oh
0: my God. I don't know anything about that. but It was,
1: it was some, it was some old football player that was like, there was a signing between Georgia and Florida. And he said, Georgia offered him 50 K. He took the money and was like, all right, cool bet. And then went yeah. to another school that also offered him money.
0: I mean, Shaq is on record saying that he got offered, he got like loads of money to go to LSU uh, in the nineties. So, if Shaq is getting that in the '90s, you can't tell me that they're not cheating. Still, Calipari is cheating at Kentucky. Mark Adams is cheating at Texas Tech. Here's a here's a fun fact for you: everybody cheats in recruiting, and at this level, you don't get to this level without the cheating. It's just how good you are at hiding it. And Will Wade does cheat.
1: The only person that doesn't cheat is Joel Justice, and that's because he couldn't. Oh my God! <laughs> I wish he either that or he's just bad at cheating.
0: I don't know. Yeah, something something like that. Anyways, uh so it's been crazy. All this stuff is going on. Hey, we have NBA playoffs. Let's we are we're beers and buckets. We got to talk about some some really good bucket getters in the NBA playoffs. So, let me go through the series here and I want you to give me your prediction on who wins them. We're already okay. game after break. this.
1: After this, I have a question that yeah. I saw on Twitter today for you. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Uh Raptors, 76ers. Philly leads 2-0 right now. Who do you have winning that?
1: If the Raptors had been healthy and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey... Actually, I'm not going to loop Tyrese Maxey into this. If James Harden and Joel Embiid don't just hunt for fouls constantly, which is disgusting and abhorrent, then the Raptors might win. But, I mean, it's Sixers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I have Sixers, too. Um, Tired of... If it like I would be probably all in on the Sixers, which is crazy. If you told me if I said that a year ago, I would have shot myself. But uh, just because of James Harden, I can't be all in on the Sixers. Uh, it's which is annoying. But I, somehow I've done a, a complete 180 on Joel Embiid. I actually like him now. It's weird. I'm in, I'm in a weird place in my life. Gross. Um, we are at game two in the Jazz and Mavericks. This series is tied one one. Who do you have winning that series?
1: Uh, considering Luca might be bad for Game Three, which is ridiculous, and he shouldn't play. But considering they stole the Maxi Kleba game last game, where Kleba went yeah. decided to just hit every single three that had ever been taken. I mean, Mavs win this. Also, Rigo Bear stinks and should not win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm going to go. With might, them. Stinks might be over overstating it a little bit. A uh, little so bit, yeah. a little bit, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mavs
0: too. Uh, mainly because Donovan Mitchell needs to get out of Utah and he needs to come to Orlando, and we have trade packages that can make that happen. So
1: give he's me not Mavs. going to Orlando.
0: Oh yeah, no one, n- no free agent is ever gonna go to Orlando ever. It's try, try trade. like three hours <laughs> south. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If they have the money, I mean, I don't know if they have the money, but. Uh, All right, so game two, Golden State versus Denver. Man, that game was electric last night. Can we stop throwing
1: out Jokic in the playoffs for shit that we let Draymond Green do multiple times a
0: game? Why are we throwing
1: him out for arguing a call when literally that's all Draymond Green does? I watched Pat Beverly berate an official for like a full minute, yeah, and he got nothing. And you know why? Jokic.
0: I could tell you exactly why, because Jokic is much bigger, and he also has his Serbian mafia behind him. <laughs> the officials know that if they That would do make anything... me less likely to think he's throwing <laughs> yeah, out, I wouldn't want to deal with
1: the Jokic brothers <laughs> coming and like messing me up after I threw out his their brother. Like, no, thank you. He is a scary Mister, looking man, Mr. Like Mr. Jokic, slow-mo. sir. Oh, Mr. Jokic, sir. You can do whatever you want, sir. Just please do not send your goon brothers after me. <laughs> um, uh, I have the Warriors winning the series.
0: I know that's probably like not a hot is, take.
1: Is it 2-0? It's 2-0 now?
0: It's 2-0. Golden State leads. Yeah. And Jordan Poole is the third slash splash brother. Like It's official. He's the third please, splash brother.
1: Please do not say that. You're That's disgusting. Andrew Wiggins is the third splash brother. He was the an all-star this year, which is also laughable. No, nah, I mean... Th- I, Jordan I Poole had a great game yesterday. That's why I said that. No, I know. I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> one, people complaining. I was going to save this for my last call, Potential even. People complaining about regular season awards and acting like postseason performance has anything to do with it can stop. But And I don't want to say that the Warriors have figured out Jokic because there's no figuring Jokic out. But Draymond Green is an is a generational defensive player, one of the, yeah. probably the five best defensive players of all time. And he is doing a good enough job on Jokic that they don't have the horses to compete with the Warriors right now.
0: Yeah, and what was with all this stuff about Jamal Murray, people saying that he doesn't want to be out there, and then he tweeted about it. Like Jamal Murray wants to be out there. Like, don't even... Now, you know, you know, what's funny about the Nuggets is they gloated about the Aaron Gordon trade. Oh, he just needed to get out of Orlando. Blah, 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 blah. The man's doing exactly oh, man. what he did in Orlando. The man's doing exactly what he did in Orlando. He, 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 there's a cycle. It's like, oh, we need to get more out of Aaron Gordon. Oh, we're getting more out of Aaron Gordon. Oh, he we need to get more out of Aaron Gordon. Oh, we're getting more. Like, he does this vicious cycle of inconsistency. And uh, and at some point, they're going to be like, we need to explore trade options for Aaron Gordon. And that's exactly what he's he's doing doing it
1: at the position that he should have been playing. Bro, he he played out of position.
0: He played out of position one year. And guess who that was under? You know who coach that was under?
1: I I can't keep track.
0: He doesn't have a job anymore.
1: That doesn't help me.
0: (laughs) He just got fired from a very prominent franchise in the NBA. Frank Vogel,
1: I forgot Frank Vogel coached. At- yeah,
0: Frank Vogel. So, and then I don't even blame Frank Vogel because they they had Aaron Gordon. Frank Vogel came in, he was going to play him at the four, and then out of nowhere, the front office for Orlando trades for Serge Ibaka, uh for like eight months, and then the, they're like, the Orlando like, front office
1: making a mistake. No, well, that was
0: that was Hennigan. We, we're it's a new. Ah, oh, so it's, it's multiple day. front offices
1: that make mistakes. That, I that see. That was Hennigan.
0: No. The new front front office, I haven't had an issue with other than maybe they overpaid our Markel Foles, but that's about it. Uh, and also, like, super right-wing Republican Jonathan Isaac can do no wrong in their eyes, even though he's played, like, 82 games his whole career. Uh, but anyways, Aaron Gordon is inconsistent, and Denver Nuggets fans are finally seeing that. Uh, let's move on. Game two, Hawks, Heat, who you got? Miami leads to nothing. Heat culture. Yeah, heat, heat are really good. He, the Heat are really good. Even they They're by, so like, good. They won by 10, so the Hawks are keeping it close. But, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Good for Marcus Martin for winning Defensive Player of the Year, but the best defender in the league is Bam.
0: Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't disagree with that at all. Uh, game 2, it's actually going on right now. Minnesota leads. Timberwolves, Grizzlies. Who you got? Grizzlies are up, by the way. As of right now, it's 87-63, so... Uh Ooh, yes. her up.
1: <laughs> uh The Ja Morant uh Instagram post is the winner of this series after <laughs> yes, this win. Cause that's gonna be fire.
0: That was that was a really bold move. Like it either was gonna hit massively. Like it's like it's like one of those bets that either hits massively or like or that was really stupid of you to bet on, and uh, it's so far. I mean, like after that, it's hitting so far pretty good. Uh, the, we irony, will see.
1: the irony of him talking shit after a loss using that is not lost on me. <laughs> but like, so regardless, uh, for those who don't, I guess it's the context. For those of who don't know, quote.
0: is that John John Morant used they like um, like a clip from the Last Dance documentary of Michael Jordan. After the it was the Charlotte Hornets series, right? Um, And I don't know. The last dance was dumb, so I stop. Stop. You can like mainstream things. I promise you, you can like mainstream things. It's just not a documentary. It is though. It's just such a. No, it's not. Yeah, it's. Okay. It was. We can have this conversation off off the podcast. No, it,
1: it was an incredibly well done, like, experience. It was a great television thing, but it is essentially, in my mind. It is as accurate as winning time is on HBO right now, which is clearly a character like it's as reliable a narrator as Adam McKay is. So Well let me tell you
0: something. Any documentary that's not like nature documentaries are gonna be skewed to who you are interviewing, you know. And it was just
1: incredibly skewed. Yeah. Even more so than
0: but it's still it's still the the production value, the way that they did oh. it, the timeline of how they went from the 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 ninety seven ninety eight series, um, and they they went they did flashbacks to when he was in college, and they kind of the timeline jumping. Was incredibly well done. In oh, my opinion. it was
1: beautiful. It was just incredibly unreliable from an yeah, actual, the, the, actual standpoint.
0: Yeah, the information part of it. Yes, I, I agree with you on that. It is very skewed towards making Michael look great. But he wrote. He, I mean, he he gave the green light on it as soon as LeBron you know, won in twenty sixteen. I was, I was yeah, you know when he gave it because it's yeah. right after LeBron it's came right back after, from down three one. Yeah, yeah, It's exactly why. It's because Michael Jordan has is very insecure for being one of the greatest of all times. But uh, LeBron anyways, won, LeBron. Won. Anyways, one, for our listeners, three, we one. haven't explained the Instagram post at all. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I, I interrupted you, that's my bad. For the listeners, uh, John Morant posted a clip of The Last Dance where it's Michael Jordan, and I think they were down maybe one over or 2, I can't remember the series, I was like 3 at the time, but uh, they were down 1 or 2 against Charlotte, and uh, and, and he was talking about BJ Armstrong when BJ Armstrong was at Charlotte, I believe that's who it was, and... Uh, and he was just like, "Hey, it's easy to talk crap when you're up, um, when you're, you know, when you're up. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you're down or when the series is tied, that's what, like when a grown man, you know, will talk his talk his stuff, you know. So it's it's um, in the
1: locker room after a loss, where he's swinging a baseball bat, yeah, in a, in a cutoff shirt, smoking a cigar.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, contest. it's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, but it, it was that that kind of." energy that John Murray had. And so far it's paying off for him tonight. So we'll see more on that. Uh, He's so good game... basketball. He is very right, good at so, basketball.
1: All right. So the winner of the series, other than Jaw's Instagram and all of us for the content that it creates, <laughs> I legitimately think that Minnesota wins the series in seven. I
0: have the Grizzlies winning Actually, the series.
1: Actually six. I'll go six because I don't like them going to the Grizzlies and winning. So
0: I have I'll the Grizzlies winning this in seven. Uh, just a gut feeling i have no no way to explain it i just feel like it's going to The two best players.
1: shooting big men in the league are in this game, in this series so facts
0: um all right game 2 phoenix it's actually on right now it's 25-16 don't even
1: 18. i don't even want to hear it suns
0: yeah i have the, sons the to suns too but too i good. do think it's going to go to 7 games for what it's worth i don't how do you feel about Brandon Ingram I base a lot of basketball knowledge based on how people feel about Brandon Ingram.
1: Like, I think he's overrated, but people that try to track from him, like, underrate him. Like, people are too polarized on either side of him. Yeah. Like, he's he's good. He's a better playmaker, I think, than people give him credit for. But he also has a lot of, like, fluff to his game that's kind of flashy just to be flashy. Yeah, so, no. I, I agree 100% with that. He's I just feel the, like, like
0: I'm kind of like middle of the pack on him. I think there's parts of his games where I think that like yeah, he can improve on and if he does then watch out. But there's also parts of his game where I'm like people think he's like way worse than he is. And it's like no, like he's doing stuff that more people, you know, more small forwards in the league can't. You know
1: what I mean? Like around the, the like 35th best player ish.
0: Yeah, like he's right there where like and yeah, maybe He's... A He's still, he's still pretty young, too. Like, he still has time to grow into that star role. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people, like like you said, are either way too high on him or, or not high enough on him. It's kind of like Jacob Toppin of the Kentucky college basketball world. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Suns, I think, Suns in six at, at, at the worst. <laughs> yeah, like, if well, not five.
1: Suns in four. I'm going to do the <laughs> – In this week. Do the – be the guy that fought those dudes a couple years ago in say Suns in four. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Last one. Uh, you mean last season? <laughs> uh, was that last but season? That yeah, it was, was
1: last season. It feels like a long time ago. It feels
0: like forever ago, but it was last season. Uh, all right. Game two. It's tomorrow mm-hmm. at seven. Nets and Celtics. Boston leads 1 0. Who you got?
1: How was it the. Knicks Celtics game where R.J. Barrett capped off like a 20-point comeback and hit a buzzer beater against the Celtics in Madison Square Garden. That atmosphere was incredible. I bet. And to think that the Sixers or the Celtics that we're watching right now are the same team, I, it baffles my mind. I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> it makes no sense. <sighs> Them losing Robert Williams was a big hit. If I honestly think that Jason Tatum, buzzer beater, kind of comes back to to almost win the series, I think these teams are pretty even. So them kind of stealing that game makes it Celtics and seven. I like it. Yeah,
0: uh, I hate the Nets like with a passion. So I also hate the Celtics, but I like I, Jason say, I Tatum. like them
1: better than the than the Celtics. I think
0: but i like jason tatum more than i like like pretty much any player on the net so
1: kevin durant is
0: good at kevin basketball. durant's good i just don't like him did you see and I, my shout out to my buddy albert we, we also uh, lo-
1: we also love nick claxton big nick claxton yeah. fan okay
0: yeah um my buddy albert who watches a lot of nba we we're talking about it today he's helped me with my backyard um we we're laying shell down and stuff for a party soon but anyways, he was helping me out. We we're talking basketball. And he's invited. like, did... Uh, yeah, sure. It's my uh, my buddy Caleb's <laughs> 21st birthday party. So we're getting our backyard ready because our house is kind of small on the inside. But uh, anyways, um, Albert was like, did you see on the Draymond Green podcast or listen to it that he had Steph Curry on? And Steph had said that he wish he had, like, if he could, he would trade the two playoff or the two titles with KD for the one for the 73 and nine season and i just want to get your thoughts on that what do you think about that because i i agree with that like i feel like the i feel he like said he would say, trade it he would he said he would trade those two titles for the one on the 73 and nine season and i agree with that i mean like i feel like i hate the the mickey mouse championship or mickey mouse ring but as much as like i hate it there's a little bit of truth to some of those and like there, like, there's a little bit of truth to the Mickey Mouse ring with Kate. I mean, like, you have assembled the greatest team of all time, but, like, come on. Like, I, I would have rather seen the Warriors win the 73-9 season than, I don't know. That's One, I would
1: never like to see the Warriors win anything.
0: Well, you're also LeBron stand, so I guess Two, that makes sense.
1: Cor- correct. Uh, but you're also speaking to the person that used to play backyard baseball on incredibly easy Pablo. mode and, and use Pablo <laughs> Sanchez I before we recorded this I was playing FIFA and I beat PSG in the Europa League with Forest Green rovers a team that I took out of the English Division 2 so I think winning is fun and I would take two championships over one championship every day of the week well yeah I recognize like, why you wouldn't yeah. do that But personally, if you're giving me the option to win two championships versus one, I think I'm going to go with having essentially the greatest team of all time and one of the best seasons of all time and also two championships versus the other way around.
0: No, like I see both sides of it, to be honest with you. Like I see your side of it absolutely like a thousand percent, but I also see the fact that like you had, you just broke the record for the greatest, like you just have the greatest record in NBA franchise, like NBA history and you didn't get a ring like that's incredible to me but it also speaks to LeBron's greatness so like I'm not a, like a LeBron hater I'm just not like a stan of LeBron and uh you know there there's that you know like I'm gonna nod you know give a give a nod of respect to LeBron especially for that series him and but also the unsung hero of that series for Cleveland was Kyrie like anyone can if anyone says He's that Kyrie unsung. didn't uh it, to a lot of LeBron stands, he's very unsung. Uh, but you are the one that has a brain, so I'll 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 trust your judgment on that. But there's a lot of people I've been in arguments online, which I waste my time with, that they they literally are like, Oh, Kyrie was was a bum at Cleveland. I was like Kyrie made his money at Cleveland. Like he's been, a, he was a bum at the Celtics. Let's being honest, but
1: I hate, yeah. uh, he wasn't even a bum at the Celtics. He's still really fucking good. Yeah, he was still really good. He
0: just barely played when he was there, and he was only there for like what, like two that years is there. or whatever. <laughs> so, that is there. all right, so NBA talk is over. Transfer portal. Oh no, no, um, no! no, no. I,
1: have, I have a question. Oh yeah, yeah. That I that I wanted to finish on. Um, so there was a tweet earlier that was like one of these has to go, and it had four players on there. It had Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Maxey, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. One of them has to go. Who is it? There is a correct answer. I feel like there's two correct answers. There is one correct answer.
0: You're going to say Jordan Poole. I'm C- going to say Tyler Hero. Why? Why? Because he was booty last year, and the, the, the Heat were still a decent team. Like, they still made up for it. You know what I mean? But last year, the Warriors were absolute garbage. I know Steph was injured for, like, half the year, and they had no Klay Thompson, but Jordan Poole And Draymond was
1: injured for half the year.
0: Yeah. But Jordan Poole definitely raises this team's ceiling way more than Tyler Hero raises it. And I know we say starting lineups really don't affect... Like, they don't matter too much. Why, though? Why, though? Well, and that's why I'm explaining it. Um... Like, for Tyler Hero, like, he's the sixth man of the year whatever. I feel like the way they use him, and I don't watch a whole, whole lot of NBA. I'm going to be honest with you. So, this could be, like, call me a casual, whatever. I watch the Magic. I watch, you know, like, NBA playoffs. uh, But mainly the teams that I really like to watch. The Magic glorified
1: college basketball, but continue.
0: I don't care. I still love my team. I'm just I I know. Uh, But... The thing with Tyler Hero is, like, if they – I feel like his usage, and we talk about it all the time, like, starting lineups mean nothing. Just put him in the starting lineup. Like, he is he is such a significant contributor for that team. Just put him in the starting lineup. Until they do that, I feel like, all right, I'm going to give the starter a nod before I give a six-man a nod or whatever. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel about it. But I, it's a very incredibly casual take, so you can roast me all you want. I don't care. I'm just going to go with Tyler Hero here because – of the of the players you listed, he's the only one that's had a kind of like mediocre season under his belt.
1: What does Jordan Poole do that's better than Tyler Hero? You got me there.
0: I feel like Jordan Poole has definitely raised the ceiling of the Warriors higher than Tyler Hero has raised the Heat's ceiling, if that makes
1: sense. You don't think that getting Clay and Steph back and Draymond back has raised the ceiling? And Andrew Absolute. Wiggins, no, absolutely, like and it John does.
0: Dominga? It does. But here's the thing with Jordan Poole is that you you take him out of the picture, they're gonna double team Clay and Steph, right? They're gonna they're gonna do everything to show that. He's another person that that is a actual so you threat f- you to flip, score. You,
1: you flipped out a hero and Jordan Poole and Palihero
0: can't do that. He can do that. That's the thing. It's just the significant of the roster.
1: So it's just a roster thing for you, then. Yeah, it's
0: more of a roster thing for okay. me than anything. Like you take away Anthony Edwards, and Timberwolves are kind of you know very mid. Uh You know, well, and never basically. made the playoffs without him. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. My my point my point proven. No, there. Anthony and Ty- Edwards
1: is Anthony Edwards is far clearer. Like Anthony Edwards doesn't even belong on that graphic. Uh, absolutely, and Tyrese opinion.
0: Maxey. No one like other than Kentucky fans. I feel like no one expected Tyrese Maxey to raise the ceiling of the Sixers that high. Uh, Kentucky fans are also lying to you
1: if they thought that he was going to be this good this early.
0: I I mean personally, I wanted the Magic to get him because I thought he was going to be this good, that much of a contributor, but also because this early, the Magic though,
1: in the second year.
0: Yes, but they don't. I mean, like he doesn't take him to a playoffs in the second year. Obviously, because he has one of the best big men in the league. You know what I mean? Uh, like, again, Ross, more rostered than anything. But Tyrese Maxey in Orlando is going to be better than Cole Anthony in Orlando.
1: Oh, that Tyrese
0: Maxey in is. the Sixers is going to be better than Cole Anthony in the Sixers. You know what I mean? So they're like, he's just a better player. And so when uh, the, the Pelicans, who they take from Bama, what's the kid's name? I can't remember. Uh, appreciate-
1: no. Two years ago.
0: Maybe it was a different team. Was it Arkansas? No, who did the Pelicans take? And I thought that for sure the Pelicans were going to take Maxie. Was,
1: was it Nikhilian Alexander Walker?
0: Yes. Yes. That's who it, That's who they took, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. But I thought for sure the Pelicans were going to take Maxie. They that's didn't. The, I'm that's like, the
1: guard they took two years
0: ago. Yes. If that so is. I thought they, for like, a thousand percent, I thought the Pelicans were going to take Maxie. And it's was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, Orlando, Orlando has no shot at him like anthony was on my radar but like a year before that because he like north carolina absolutely tanked his stock for some reason and so when the magic like they were on the board they took
1: they took kira lewis you're right you're right yeah
0: kira lewis that's who it was um so when they took when the pelicans took kira lewis i'm like we're gonna get maxi we're gonna get maxi like i was freaking out i'm like here we go it's happening because that was that weird draft that happened like november uh, so I was pumped for it, man. I was like, Dude, "Orlando's that gonna draft get Maxi." Was
1: so good. At the end it of- was
0: very good, man. That was an incredible draft. But I thought for sure the Magic were gonna take Maxi. I'm like, here it is. Like this is gonna happen because that's that's what we needed. That's the kind of player that we needed next to Markel
1: Fultz. You know, like they should have taken Poku.
0: Uh, that wouldn't have been a bad pick either. But <laughs> like I was just definitely like all in on Maxi. And then when I saw Cole Anthony, I was like. Cole Anthony, like I felt like the Soldier Boy meme, you know, <laughs> like Cole Anthony, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but my whole flow, but I love Cole Anthony, him and I share the same birthday. Like, I think he's a great player. I still wish we would have taken Maxi because he's the better player. I feel like he would have been better for the magic there. But, um, all right, so we're done with NBA talk, right? We're good with that, yeah okay uh we're like almost 30 minutes into this podcast so <laughs> hopefully people that listen to this like the nba um
1: i i we put can, a list we can up. also cut it and make it like another nah, nah top, that's uh, too much team.
0: editing I, i'm too busy at this time of the year i got spring football starting in a week buddy uh Fair enough. yeah shout out aunt Clote high school if you listen to this go support if you can go donate that would be fantastic we are a title one school, which means that we are just have low income area. So any money that we can get, we'll we'll stretch that dollar to the to make it a hundred dollars if we can. Uh but anyways, transfer portal. We talked about it earlier, we touched a little bit on it. I have a list of fifteen names uh that are top names in the transfer portal. And uh I didn't put the schools that they were transferring from, but we're gonna talk about these names, any names that like will stick that stick out, any names that or any schools that you think are like a surefire lock to get these players. We're going to talk about that here in a second. So Kendrick Davis, Nigel Pack, Terrence Shannon Jr., Tyrese Hunter, Manny Bates, Courtney Ramey, Fardaz, or Farda, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Amok, um, Amank, I, I can't pronounce his name. You got that. <laughs> KJ Williams, Johnny Broom, Norchad Mir Antoine Davis, Kenneth Lofton, Imani Bates, Hun- Huntley Hatfield and Jamar Young. Are there any other names that i these are guys
1: in the portal currently that correct and not
0: committed, not ha- okay. they have not committed. I omitted all the names of people that committed to somewhere else. Cause I want to look at available say. players. Uh, okay, so these it. are uncommitted portal entries. Are there any other names that might stick out to you? Uh, these are 15 players. I had a list of 16 and I'm going to be honest with you. I had Devin ask you on this list, but I crossed them out because <laughs> buddy like he like
1: you said you said kj williams right yeah yeah i'm looking through another list the, and this Loftin. is in no order Kenneth by the Loftin. way i'm, I'm not Loftin going is, yeah i'm not going like, in an order leader.
0: of like these are the best players available these are just yeah, the yeah. biggest names in the portal right now um it's, a couple of names that stick out to me like on this list that i'd like to see at least kentucky reach out I, I, to I, so
1: this is a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, Dawson Garcia is one, though, just considering yeah. that he's a former five star transferring from UNC who uh, was in the championship. That's a little tease for our roster preview later. Um, yeah. I would say him just because he's
0: uh, like a. Has he's officially entered, right? He's officially entered the portal. Yeah. yeah. I know, like, we have a group chat that's Kentucky uh, Sports Podcasters uh pretty much whenever a big name enters the portal we sent somebody sends it in our group chat uh so we kind of keep i keep the running list of this this is not in any order of who i think is good or anything we're not going to rank that i feel like that's just so hard to do because it's hard to rank players of different positions um but a couple names that stick out to me tyrese hunter phenomenal defensive player i don't think he is a great offensive player, and I don't think that's a hot take. Am, correct me, am I wrong with that? Like, he's am an, I wrong? In, I
1: think he's an incredible playmaker, but he shot like what, like 27 28% from three?
0: His shootings, like his splits are uh, yeah, 27% from three, 46% from two, and 68% from free throw. Like, yeah. And he was the the second most contri- like mo- like on Ken Palm where they have you know, major contributors. He's listed second on that list, on a very bad Iowa State offense. So, call me crazy, but as Kentucky fans who want you know like are looking at portal flip players, I don't think Tyrese Hunter is an absolute take. That's I mean, just me.
1: I think he's a take if Xavier Wheeler isn't on the on the team because he agreed he's but- essentially a Sevier Wheeler kind of clone just a little bit taller yeah i mean it's the same it's the same kind of player great at getting to the rim great at playmaking but struggles to finish sometimes and is streaky with the three-point shot and on a subpar offensive team probably had his turnovers
0: and subpar is 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 a compliment at best that team (laughs) scored 30 points in a major conference like it was bad
1: the uh, team struggled to put the ball in the basket, which inflated his turnovers for sure, some too. So, I mean, I think he he was at the top or near the top in steals per game. So, he's a menace on the ball. I mean, he really is a very. Yeah, no, sport.
0: but his defensive very presence good. is alone, like, is enough to make me, like, consider wanting to take him right. Like, any team would be like, oh, yeah, this is an absolute, like, defensive prowess, you know, at the point guard. But man, like he's the second major, uh, like second major contributor on the team that was just a bad offensive team, and he did that with a lot of volume. Could his shooting numbers go up with less, you know, less volume? Maybe. Like that, that definitely could be a factor into it. Uh, But as of right now, if you're looking for, you know, like for Texas Tech, they, I think I feel like he would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, But if you're looking for like Kentucky, where the defense wasn't really the issue, it was the offense. This is not a take. Uh, It's just my opinion. Like, I would rather run Um, it back with Severe Wheeler.
1: Yeah. Unless Severe Wheeler is gone, then he becomes a take. But he's. Yeah, absolutely. But also,
0: and you and I talked about it too St. Louis guard, Yuri Collins, much better score. Like, a much better score than Severe Wheeler. Yes. So, like, I like Tyus Hunter because of what he brings defensively. I like Yuri Collins that much more because of what he brings to the offensive end, right? So, there, there's... There's trade-offs. The, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely trade-offs. So, um, are there any other players right now, since we're on the Kentucky page, like transfer portal players that you absolutely feel like Kentucky needs to take yesterday?
1: I mean... There's not one guy that I really prioritize over anyone else. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't know what Redacted is doing, what Oscar Sheebway is doing technically, or what Sabi Wheeler is doing. So I will have a much clearer opinion on the subject once we see what the other pieces are. Because a lot of what we take depends on who we get back from the guy's that we still haven't heard definitive answers from. Yeah. So I think the they are playing the like portal reaching out to people kind of slowly and if not if they aren't doing it slowly it's incredibly close to the vest.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's incredibly close to the vest to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I would doubt if they're just like sitting on their hands and not doing anything. But I think if you're like gun to my head and you have to pick someone, Nigel Pack is probably the guy I pick. Just because he gives some size and is size, the, isn't he like six foot, six one?
0: He's like, I mean, he's a generous six foot. Okay, well, regardless. he's he's he, more
1: closer to Xavier Wheeler than he is to like six foot. Okay, well then, <laughs> he still probably is my choice just because of the shooting. Yeah, he's he. That's
0: one player for Red Raiders fans. That's one player I wish like I swear like if if they could get Pack, like Texas Tech would be on elite level. Uh that but they sick. they haven't reached out and I think it's because Pack really wants to get out of the Big 12, which I don't know why you're a Big 12 like first team like Big 12 player, but he doesn't want to be in the best college basketball conference. I don't get it, but uh, I guess you could show out even more in a very overrated Big Ten conference because that's the rumors that he's going to be a Big Ten player. Can, but
1: uh, can we know. actually? So Patrick Baldwin Jr. hasn't entered the portal, correct?
0: Correct. He's still declared for. He's already declared for the draft. He's remaining eligibility, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his dad has already been fired, so if he's returning to college, he's transferring he just hasn't entered the transfer portal yet
1: so pbj would be my first choice honestly imani bates might be my choice for if we could add a transfer portal player interesting interesting
0: so like i think number one for me would be kendrick davis I, He's that's also also, very also, also very, the red raiders fans he is like one of the very top like you have a very good chance at getting him at in in, a, in the black and red. That's just being honest with you. Uh, everything I've read about him, that's a very good landing spot for him. Mark Adams is doing a great job recruiting, so you get him and Fardaws, and my God, you have a squad um, because you're not losing nah. a whole whole lot. Um, I'm not as
1: big of a fan of Fardaws as you are. Uh,
0: well, I mean, they still they're not losing a lot. Texas tech is not losing a lot as far as to the draft. And they're only losing Terrence Shannon to the portal. So they're keeping together a very good team and adding some very decent contributors.
1: Um, I don't
0: disagree with you there, but I still think it's a, a pretty good squad. All things considered. However, they need one elite shooter. And I said that with talking tech. So shout out to talking tech, but they need one elite shooter. And, uh, I wish Pac was that guy or Davis was that guy. Hopefully they, they get Davis and that'll help. Excuse me. Um, Courtney Ramey, have, like, I'm not super high on him. That's not the only Texas Tech transfer, by the way. Today announced... You mean, you mean uh, Texas. Oh, yeah, Texas. Sorry. Not the only Texas transfer. Today, who was announced that they are leaving Texas? The GOAT. The GOAT. The, one of the all-time greats. <sighs> Here we go, mentioning his name again. Poor Devin Askew. Poor is, baby This Dev. is all you.
1: I will do not put that even on me you <laughs> out. <laughs> like this, uh... this is a new thing. <laughs>
0: no, he, like, I just feel like this is an example of one of those players that you take because it's like, oh, he has so much potential, but he never taps into that potential. But then you also kind of look back in hindsight's twenty twenty did he really have a lot of potential? Like were there flaws in his game that you saw that you chose to ignore because it's like, Oh, he'll grow out of that. Like passing up shooting open shots or just not being a good shot maker at all. Uh, But yeah, Devin ask you definitely like, I wish him the best of luck. I really do. I think he needs to go to maybe uh, maybe like a Providence or, you know, somewhere a little bit smaller than, you know, like a, like a power five conference, but Speaking of Providence, our boy Bryce Hopkins committed to Providence. Ed Cooley struck gold there again. How do we feel about that? Where do we think? Where do we think uh, Bryce Hopkins is going to do at Providence?
1: Good stuff. He'll be good in a year, maybe two.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's going to take a couple of years, like you said, uh, to get into that. Um, let me let me list you a name and just give me where do you think they're going to land? Uh, Nigel Peck.
1: Illinois.
0: Terrence Shannon Jr.
1: Isn't the UNC stuff is that real?
0: Uh not according to Slater. Andrew Slater said. Oh, don't yeah. believe the hype
1: <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's I hesitate tough. to I hesitate to like to really Predict any of these guys because one, I don't know. So, yeah, no, we for, this for, is all for predictions for listeners. We have take no these source, with, with, like, there are no grains of salt for me to give out because they yeah. have all been should have all been taken already. We
0: have it's no salt. sources on any of this stuff. We are just fans. We don't have we're not plugged in. This is all just for fun on where we think we land. However, Andrew Slater said, Don't believe the hype in UNC. The, the HOB House of Blue says. That um Tanner Shannon Jr. has I think it was I was I think it was Shannon that said that reached out to Illinois, Michigan. It's hard to transfer into the Big Ten. Uh not because of his eligibility, like his grades are fine. Uh it's just some of the some of the 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 credits issues. So things like that. So he has reached out to Big Ten. Uh but Kentucky is definitely Michigan Michigan would be a good fit. I, I agree with that too. Uh Tyrese Hunter.
1: Can think of who
0: needs a point guard? I personally, I don't even know if he's listed this as an option, but I think Florida.
1: I was gonna say LSU, just because they don't have they don't anyone. Want to have anyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, Florida would be a good call too. I mean, That's anyone fair. with a point guard could use Tyrese. Yeah. So
0: uh, Manny Bates. I know you watch ACC, so I know you know what team he's on. Yes,
1: for those who don't know, know, NC State. NC State wolf yeah. pack. What, what's a person that plays for the Wolf Pack? Is he just a wolf? I guess he's so. A it's wolf like wolf packer? I, yeah, whatever. whatever he is. <laughs> uh-huh. Who's losing big men? Honestly, Michigan could use him too, probably. They're losing a couple guys. Unless Hunter like Dickinson, Dickinson comes back. I Which feel like I he's doubt.
0: gone. Yeah, I feel like he's gone. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, Illinois. I think Illinois can get him because like, I feel like Kofi Coburn's gone.
1: Where's he going? Shanghai
0: Sharks? <laughs> he's, he's getting the heck out of Champagne, and he's going to make more money somewhere else probably. <laughs> Ooh,
1: oh, I'm going to go Auburn actually for Manny Bates. Follow like the... The Walker, the Walker Kessler, Kessler, Kessler train. He's a great. He's a great shot blocker, so he uh, should be kind of plug and play.
0: Let's say Johnny Broom. Uh, Kate. Really? That's surprising to me. I don't think. he I don't, I don't think he goes. No man. I think. I think Oscar returns, and I, I think if he returns, we don't get Johnny Broom. But uh, um, Norchadomir. What's the, or Norchad. Norchad, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Arkansas, Arkansas State. State,
1: yeah.
0: I think he's Texas Tech. I think he's staying in red.
1: Ooh.
0: I think, I I think Texas Tech is going to be the winner of the transfer portal this year. I think they're going to get Kendrick Davis, Norchad, and. LSU is going to be the winner because they're going to get. Jafar Yeah. True. Well, maybe. <laughs>
1: they better get a full team because if not, they don't have a team.
0: Antoine Davis.
1: Michigan State.
0: I like it. I think he stays in Michigan. You're right. They'll,
1: they'll lose Max Christie probably.
0: Kenneth Lofton.
1: Oh, actually, I could see him doing LSU just because he's in, in Louisiana already. Um, I have him at Houston. Ooh, I think he would go like to that. Houston. That's a good
0: fit. They'll probably lose a couple guys, too. All right. All-time Memphis Tiger great. Imani Bates.
1: I mean, I think if he transfers anywhere, it's... Is it back to Michigan State? I might take take back my... Uh, I don't my think he goes Juan back Bates to pick. Michigan
0: State. I really I really don't think he'll go. To, I don't think Michigan State will even why want him did, at that point. Where does but he go, though? To, like, is it possible for him to go to G League? I feel like he might just go to G League. He
1: could.
0: Like, I feel like if you're over, it's overtime elite, G League, one of those pro leagues, I feel like there isn't a team in college basketball that's like, yeah, I want to take him uh, for the role that he wants to play. You know what I should mean?
1: It? If he doesn't want to do that, then he should go to Wake Forest.
0: <laughs> fair enough uh Please. yeah or like yeah that's that's another option is maybe not wake forest but like a clemson or you know like um smu or you know like honestly maybe... nc state
1: could yeah very much yes. use a good player because yes. they don't have any
0: and like you know that's fine for him because like he's he won't be a point guard but he'll be the primary ball handler you know like he'll be a shooting I mean, he should that... be a point guard
1: we saw no. memphis was infinitely worse with him at point guard. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he wants the position. ball
0: in his hands. And then so, all right. Uh, Tennessee Branding, Brandon Brandon Huntley Hatfield,
1: please wake forest, wake forest. I am manifesting it. We have his, last is there visit. any, like, l- is there any, like,
0: like actual, like, we have his last visit.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, he said, he said he his five visits and we have his last one. I think, do you know where so, the other four are? I mean, I can look it up real quick. Um, the so, I think that Kentucky and Tennessee were his two main mm-hmm. schools, right? Alex Poitras yeah. is his cousin, so that led to the um, to the Kentucky buzz. But I think that Wake was on him like towards the end. I know he's visiting Louisville, he's visiting SMU, Auburn, uh, oh, and Arizona State is the last one. I can see, I can see Arizona State
0: pulling it out just because he has that connection with Joel Justice. Uh, man, Auburn kind of scares me with that one a little bit, but like he wasn't that like that great. Uh, so, but yeah, let's let's go I Demon like Deacons really with this one. Lot.
1: Let's go Demon Deacons with this one. That he's there on my birthday weekend too. I think no, that's someone else because that's too soon. Regardless, he should go to Wake Forest.
0: So you're you're familiar with this player a little bit, Jameer Young. Where do you think Jameer Young's going out of Charlotte?
1: I think he goes to Wake. Ah. He's, visiting, he's visiting in like two weeks. Wake is obviously close to Charlotte. Yeah. We need guards because Alondis Williams and Jake LeRavie are both probably gone. We lose a couple other guys. I legitimately think that he's going to Wake. People seem pretty confident about it. All right, and the last
0: one that I'm going to ask you, Yuri Collins. Where do you think he goes?
1: Somewhere good. I don't know. I like his game a lot. Um, I do
0: too. I have a very sneaky suspicion that he's going to go to Tennessee, which I would hate. Sure. But I feel like I feel like that's where he's going to land because. He's he just reminds me of one of those Tennessee guards that like you didn't really prep for on the scouting report and then he lights you up with like four thing. threes, five threes, Fiscovi, uh, what Jordan Bone? What two years ago? Like you can, the list goes on and on and on. But like one of those players that yeah they're good, but you just never really prep for it, and they just it just bit you. Uh, so yeah, that's why I think Collins is probably going to land as Tennessee. I could be wrong, but um. Yeah, so, all right, man, you ready for the beer review? we're going to be right on
1: any of those, on all of those. And if we are wrong, just pretend like we were right.
0: Uh, No one's going to cross-reference this episode at all if we are wrong. And even if we're right, we're not going to cross-reference it. I'll bring it up. But, uh, yeah, no one's going to cross-reference this at all. But let's move on to the beer review. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. One of the greatest presidents in our history, Ben Franklin, once said, beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. None of what I just said is actually true, but who cares because beer. This is the part of the episode where each of us reviews a beer that we've either never had before or we just highly recommend. Let's drink. All right, so, Dal, you don't have a beer for tonight? No, I dropped the ball.
1: thought I had some beers at... That's okay. The office, and uh, for those that can't see this because this is an audio medium, uh, I record at the <laughs> at where at the office where I work uh, and thought I had some beers in the fridge. Did not. I will make it up to you all on the next pod. I promise. So, stay tuned for that.
0: That's all but. good. It's all good, bud. Hey, by the way, you guys should go listen to a couple of other podcasts. So, Quartzide Connect... You guys heard them last episode. They're they great. Just hit the top uh,
1: 100. They're in the top 100 now for basketball. Yeah, like 83rd, podcast,
0: right? I think, or something like that. Yeah, something like. Don't 83rd. gas them up too much because uh, their
1: heads get really big, and then we have to deal with it. But like, yeah, they, they, it's, it's worth a little bit listening. annoying.
0: Yeah, a little bit annoying. <laughs> but uh, but also we we have Cats Talk Wednesday. Uh, go check him out. Downtown Terry Brown. He's fantastic. Just a great guy all around. Uh, We have Religiously Kentucky. We also have Bourbon Basketball, or Basketball Buzz, I'm sorry. Basketball Buzz with Akshay and uh, with Arizona Terry. And so I'm going to give a shout out to Terry because I drank a little bit of bourbon tonight. Um, So since Dal didn't have a beer tonight, I I had a little bit of uh, a fistful of bourbon. Have you ever had that, Dal? Uh, I have not. Dude, it, it was like, I usually, I'm a bourbon guy. I usually like struggle if it like to drink it neat, just because I just don't. I'm not a big spirits guy or like just straight like whiskey guy in general. I'll usually mix it with something, Um, but I can sip on this one, and it was very smooth, very easy going down. So definitely check out Fistful of Bourbon. Um, I have no idea like anything, like notes or anything. I can't tell you anything about it, but it was. One of the cheap on the cheaper side and I, it was still very smooth and very easy to drink, uh, which is usually the opposite of a very a cheap bourbon in my in my experience. so definitely go check that out and shout out to basketball Buzz because they review bourbon on their podcast. But I for the beer that I have tonight, it's Meridian Hive. It's made in Austin, Texas and it's a blackberry uh, blackberry beer. I don't know it says it's like lightly carbonated uh serve cold i threw it in the freezer about an hour ago i'm gonna try it out um everything it said the description online says it's crowd pleaser through and through lovingly referred to as adult juice juicy blackberries orange blossom honey and just the right amount of carbonation combined to create this fan favorite it is definitely like adult juice like it's straight up reminds me of communion uh like you know like if you ever go to a protestant church uh they don't serve wine they do grape juice it has the same same hint as the grape juice in communion it's very good uh I, I just wanted to dip a big loaf of bread in it that's how good it is uh so shout out because we had easter this past sunday uh shout out jesus christ for rising again for the unteamed time and we appreciate you, but also this beer definitely tastes like communion, and it's very good. I definitely am going to drink the rest of it. There's, I don't know about you, Dal. Anytime I do some of these reviews, like, yeah, the beers are, you know, some might be good, but I don't, I don't finish the packs. I have like X amount of like I have like three Red Right Returns, which is the Irish red ale that I just never finished. I have a Pills Mafia in my beer. I have or in my fridge. I have like some random like the foxtail coffee blonde like do you have any random beers from this podcast that you just never finished because you just didn't want to sit down and drink one of one of them so i actually haven't yet
1: i've pretty much enjoyed all the beers that i've had so far i also have tried to diversify by getting the kind of build your own six-pack at liquor barn where yeah, you I wish only have one that. of each which has helped a lot and not yeah. having some of the the beers kind of build up uh, I know I still have a couple in the fridge that are old that I've had on the show before. There's like a pills in there that I had at one of the first episodes. And then there's another one of the winter ales from Sycamore that is the Charlotte brewery that Aisha lives yeah. next to. That... The one with like the dildos yeah, on it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: That one. No. Yeah. yeah like I wish. My liquor store has that shout out Lucan's Cause I do like Lucan's a lot, but they don't have a build your own six pack and it makes it tough. But there was this um, supermarket I went to like right around when I turned 21 uh, that they had to build your own liquor, like build your own six pack. And it I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yes. And I ended up picking stuff that I didn't like, I was new to drinking, like relatively new to drinking. And so I end up picking stuff that like kind of like name brand stuff that I didn't know was name brand at the time, you know, uh, but it was just kind of funny, like like Woodchuck hard cider or something Ooh. like that, you know, like just which is great, it's like but uh, yeah, just all. Around. Yeah, I. Any that hates on ciders, you you can just grow up because like it's okay to admit you like apple juice. I love apple juice. Everyone loves apple juice. Absolutely love apple juice. So, uh, my wife loves hard ciders, and you know she gets this rose cider that's pretty good by Woodchuck, and so like just go ahead and do that. Three daughters makes a great hard cider. If you ever had three daughters, uh, brewing here in St. Pete, but all right, let's move on. All right. So we decided in this off season that we're going to, if we can do the top 25 team in the final AP poll and each team, we'll have a team a week. Excuse me. Um, this is the, what happens when you have a beer review podcast, you end up burping a lot on the podcast. Um, we have a team a week and what we're, we're going to start with number 25 and this is the final poll from week 18. So this isn't including the tournament, which we thought was a better idea than, you know, like just including the tournament because we know how skewed tournament results end up being. Uh, but week 18 kind of gives a final view of where like the teams actually finished overall. And so we're going to start with number 25 in week 18, who was surprisingly the runner-up, national championship runner-up, North Carolina. So, Dal, can you give us a preview of the roster? Uh, what, like, Who is leaving, who is staying, et cetera?
1: So that roster that you watched march its way to the finals is essentially the same one that will be back. Uh, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, Amanda Bukat, R.J. Davis, of all—well, Caleb Lowe actually hasn't announced that he's coming back, but everyone thinks he will. R.J. Yeah. Davis is announced. Uh, the only person they're really losing is Brady Manick. Puff Johnson. Great name on Puff yeah. Johnson. He's uh, in the top. Announced.
0: He's in the starting lineup of great names. That's list. a. That's
1: a. It, he's at least <laughs> him at and Adonis very, Arms at the bare minimum is an all-name team. Yeah, uh,
0: first team all-name.
1: <laughs> at the worst, second team I'll name. Yeah, yeah, um, at, the, at the absolute worst. Yeah. Yes. So they're honestly their their team should be back, other than Manic. Now Manic is a was a big part of that run, especially on the defensive end. He really kind of anchored their perimeter defense. He matched up with a lot of the more versatile fours that have kind of popped up. With Amanda Bacot being more of a true center, so replacing him is going to be difficult. Uh, I'm sure they'll get a, a couple transfers, depending on how you, much you want to read into the tea leaves and kind of believe the, the hype. Karen Shannon, who we talked about earlier, is a potential take for for North Carolina, um, if you want to believe that. Right, exactly. Like I, I'm not going to pretend to speculate. It's just me passing on information that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but. They, they will be in on players of his ilk because what they will be looking for is kind of a plug for that small forward, power forward, really probably leaning more towards the four in that case. A very similar mold to Brady Manic is really the only need that they will be plugging because R.J. Davis is back. He played point guard for them something crazy like 96% of the time or something. He is their bona fide one. Uh, and so... Mickey Black's that kind of two, three, four kind of hybrid that can do it all. Them looking for that stretch four guy that can play the threesome is really the only hole they have to fill. Uh, I know that we mentioned him earlier. Dawson Garcia, who played in about 15, 16 games for them, is transferring. He, I know, has some family stuff as a main reason why he kind of stepped away from the team and didn't play all of this season. Uh, I think one of his family members is sick, uh, which has led him to kind of wanting to be a little bit closer to home. I think, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're they have one real main hole to fill, and that's the that big wing hybrid defender shooter role. And other than that, it's just kind of filling some some holes. They have the fourteenth ranked class in twenty twenty two right now they have Seth Trimble who is the i think he's yeah, like the he's like the cousin of someone that isn't Melo Trimble but is someone that was a good player. Hold on, let me find it in my notes real quick. Um Oh, JB Tokido, that's right. He's the younger brother of JB Tokido, the super athletic guard that Yeah. North Carolina had a couple of years ago, kind of beginning of the 2010s. Uh, so he is coming, and then they have two other commits. Jalen Washington, who's a 6'9 center from Gary, Indiana. It's another four-star. Both those guys are sit right around the top 40 in the 30 to 40 range. And then Tyler Nichol is a four-star small forward that is probably the long-term Brady Manic role kind of – 3-4 mm-hmm. hybrid. He's 6-8. Uh, He's the 80th first ranked player according to 24-7. So they have a solid class coming in. Obviously, we can see that Hubert Davis and Coach, he did really a really good job of turning them around, even if they did get kind of lucky at times throughout the tournament. Uh, so, UNC is 25th on the final poll, but I would be shocked if they're anything lower than third at the at the start of next season in terms of polls, just because of their postseason success and how many, how many players they've returned.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a name that I like, so this isn't not, this isn't anything that we talked about like uh, doing in the segment, but there is a name that from the transfer portal that I wish for UNC's sake that would have, they would have reached out to and that's Jake Stevens. He was at VMI and he transferred to Chattanooga. He followed his coach to Chattanooga. Uh have you heard of him? Um I don't think so. He kind of went under the radar. He was he's 6'11, 265. He was a center at VMI. Dude averaged 19.6 points a game, 9.9 rebounds a game, two blocks a game, was 49% from 3 with 151% uh, attempts. Like dude was a oh, bucket. Is this the
1: guy that's the super slow guy? He's very slow. Yeah, he's very slow. Very yeah, so, yeah, I remember
0: this guy. But, but like that's fine if you're trailing. If he's you're a trailing a, three point shooter, like he has a seven it. nine wingspan, he can pass. He's a good decision maker. Like that's somebody that I feel like could enter a team like UNC and kind of raise their ceiling. Uh, with obviously because Brady Manik is stepping out, that's a huge hole to fill uh brady manic himself wasn't super quick either though so like he could kind of it's like almost like a little bit plug and play there uh and and i feel like i mean like i said he had two blocks a game so like it's not like some he's more like, coverage
1: at the five too which is yeah nice he gives a little bit more length more, there in case there are any more flimsy floorboards <laughs> that mess with mr whiney boy's ankles <laughs> by the
0: way listeners we record on riverside and uh, they allow you to have a different username each time. And so, uh, Dal, you want to grace us with your username for tonight? Because I'm so not going to Con- make...
1: Connor says Kanye, which...
0: C-O-N-Y-A-Y. That's been a nickname for a long time, though. Which is
1: <laughs> is what it is. But mine is caught for whiny baby of the year. Uh, <laughs> I will elaborate very little and just say it. He's... If he was half as good at basketball as he is at whining he might have actually challenged alandas for player of the year so i mean we're talking about their
0: class coming in we talk about how they have players that like they're pretty much keeping everybody on this national championship runner-up squad besides brady manic which is a huge loss like i'm not going to undersell that 100%. that's a pretty big loss um we, nobody expected them to be in championship game, by the way. Like, if you did, you were lying to yourself. Um, but what what is one player, No, regardless of what school they're in? Mean, like, you can't, like, don't just pick, like, the best player in college basketball. Give me one player that is an actual fit for this team. Uh, it could be a recruit. It could be a transfer. It could be somebody that's already on a team. But give me one player that is the best fit to make UNC a contender and don't say, like, LeBron James.
1: I mean, LeBron James would make them pretty good, probably. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no, I... am trying to think who will... Honestly, Brendan Hunley Hatfield, we talked about earlier, he would do a pretty good job of kind of fitting into that into that three four hybrid role. He would be pretty fun there. Um I feel like that uh he's he's a little bit short, but the the do guy from Georgia, the really athletic guard yeah. uh, that dumped on Tennessee this year would be would be pretty solid. Do you have anyone in mind?
0: Uh, I feel like if they added a, I know that this kind of goes against what we talked, what I talked about. Like they, you probably need somebody more offensively minded. If they get a Tyrese Hunter, like I feel like that, like he is just such a good guard as far as like what he brings defensively, and that's that's one thing that this North Carolina team struggle is that their guards couldn't stay in front of anyone. Like to save, they like, to save a soul, they couldn't stay in front of anyone. They get a Tyrese Hunter and what he brings defensively uh, that will take the pressure off of maybe a cable, Caleb love or a leaky black to maybe focus more offensively. You know, like I feel like what he brings on the defensive end would help them on, you know, their guards offensively. So I'd say like Tyrese Hunter is, is the ad right now. But you could also say that about Terrence Shannon Jr. and that would, you know, almost be the same answer essentially. So, uh, you, I feel like they just need better from the defensive end on in their front court or
1: their back court. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. What do you think? Love and and RJ Davis both kind of took jumps in terms of shooting. They could definitely use another another playmaker, playmaker there. I, if if it's me, I'm looking for a switchable three four. So, guy. like Amadi Bates, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Manny Bates, maybe if you yeah, want to maybe. do that. A guy, so I don't know how actually good he is, but Sharif O'Neal comes to mind. There are a couple of the the yeah LSU guys that are in that same kind of switchable tweener mold that I think could could do a really good job.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Um, another player I think that could have a really significant impact on this team would be Kenneth Lofton. Uh, but I don't think like it's gonna be entertained. Um, but that's unfortunate because I feel like he would fit in well with this North Carolina team. Um, so I don't know. So, all right, um, is there anything else you want to talk about North Carolina? Anything um and that they might add in the offseason. Any players that you might that might go to the draft that you didn't expect or anything like that?
1: Honestly, no. Their their team's kind of set. I know Anthony Harris was a shooting guard that transferred that w- didn't get a ton of minutes. Uh that it kind of hurts their depth. He I think he only ended up playing about half their games this year. So it just mm-hmm. kind of hurts their depth moving forward. But no, I mean, as much as I hate to say it. UNC will definitely be back to even better than they were this year, considering that they probably outperformed their level of success by a couple by a couple rounds in the NCAA tournament compared to what they really were. But they should be a top team yeah. next year.
0: The player stats on their Kenpom page is so interesting. I don't know if you've looked at it lately. If you looked at it today or whatever, I mean, like. Dawson Garcia is listed as a significant contributor, you know, meaning for the listeners, meaning twenty to twenty-four percent of possessions used. Uh, Leaky Black is is listed as nearly invisible, which is less than twelve percent of possessions used. I feel like you hear more about Leaky Black last year than you did Dawson Garcia. Well, I think part uh, like, of that
1: is how they define the usage right there, because when you look at it, fair killing, enough, yeah. killing Grady, I'm pretty sure is also in the nearly invisible roles. He on, was in limited role. On he was a limited role player. player. So he was yeah. on nearly invisible for a while, and a lot of it is yeah. if you don't dribble the ball and you're just mainly there to to shoot or pass, then you get kind of stuck there. It is it is interesting to to point out though because it's definitely so. Is, something that, to,
0: is that system a little bit flawed? Then would you it's, say it's because like
1: because Dawson Garcia played twenty one percent of minutes this year, Leaky yeah. Black played seventy one percent. So yeah.
0: And like and if, if Kellen Grade was nearly invisible, like that's that's clearly something's wrong there 'cause like Dude yeah. was like a top three scorer for Kentucky this year. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's not correct. a perfect system. Yeah. No not but not by long shot, but I've yet to see a perfect system ever in this kind of thing. So Yep. All right. Let's move on to our last call, Dal. What what do you have to grace us as we part ways tonight?
1: Um, I think as you're probably catching up on the NBA, just, one, enjoy the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs are incredible basketball. The NBA playoffs, especially this year, are more competitive than they've been in a while. Super teams aren't dead, but I think teams are realizing kind of how to get around it and how to combat it. And there are so many players that are, worthy of awards thereof for we were talking earlier in a group chat about the most out most improved and how Tyrese Maxey didn't even get mentioned in the top three Jordan Polding admission in the top three which you can argue different ways you can argue that it doesn't make sense to have John there because he was already pretty much a star and only elevated his his game you can argue against Tyrese Maxey saying he's a second-year player and second-year players don't deserve to be in there. But regardless, there are a ton of guys that were deserving of most improved player. The same can be said for Defensive Player of the Year that Marcus Smart won. The, the NBA is just a great product, and I encourage you to take advantage of being able to watch as much of that product as possible in the playoffs because it's great basketball. I will say keep in mind, though, that NBA and college – are about as different as you can get from a an actual sports standpoint. So when you are watching it and you think, why can't college coaches do this? Why can't they be more sophisticated? One, you're right, but also it is there is more to it than just them kind of implementing more advanced stuff. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing to to get guys that are significantly less skilled like you have in college to be able to run sets and execute at a high level. So enjoy the NBA. It's a lot of fun, but just keep it in perspective.
0: Dang, Dal, you kind of stole my last call a little bit there. Uh, it's all good. No, it's a, it's more of a teaser than anything. We, we're Marvel fans. We know teasers are a thing. So you tease my, you tease my last call there. I'm going to lean into that a little bit. I think, I think this is a hot take. This is what last calls for. So, you know, roast me if I'm wrong. I don't care. I really do not care at all. I'll probably
1: roast you if you're right, even.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's probably like, it's like a yes and uh, type of (laughs) response. But, so you mentioned college and NBA are totally two totally different basketball products. In college, you're taking players that and what, what what's the percentage of players making it to the NBA in college it's like less than like six percent of players in an entire NCAA will make a college roster if I'm not mistaken correct so it's, mean, it's something something roster? that or NBA roster correct yeah. yeah uh so like it's less than six percent of players in college and all of NCAA and you're you're expecting this type of level of production, like fans are expecting this type of level of production from John Calipari and Kentucky Wildcats. So you're not going to get that. The closest you'll ever get to that is when Kentucky scored 107 points, right? So just because they like, you can't just say, Oh, we want an NBA type offense. If you get an NBA type offense with college players, it's going to be a lot of missed shots. It's going to be a lot of bricks, a lot of air balls, because, like I said, less than, less than 6% of college basketball players are going to make an NBA roster. You don't want an NBA offense and a college offense, right? So, th- my hot take is I think it's harder to be a college basketball coach because you're dealing with constant roster turnover with now the transfer portal, but recruits... You have players graduating, you have, and obviously like NBA deals with injuries and contracts and trainings and things like that too, but I feel like there's more opportunity for roster turnover in college basketball than there's NBA, and you're also dealing with, you're, you're taking more on potential than you are than NBA is. So you you might recruit a player that you're like, oh, I could see this happening, a la Devin Askew, uh, and it doesn't turn out that way. Then you're kind of that that limits your team that for that year. Where NBA, yeah, it might limit your team for that year, but you're not stuck with him for like forever. Or like you you kind of have more room for him to grow throughout his contract, right? So I think it's it is harder to be a college basketball coach than is an NBA coach. But on to counter that, my own argument here, NBA coach, you also deal with players that are making probably ten times the amount of money you are. Uh, and the fact that George Carl had an argument with Demarcus Cousins on Twitter about saying that, oh, we paid you $50 million to play basketball is the dumbest argument I've ever seen on Twitter in my life. Like, brother in Christ, you, like any, like all 20 other, 29 other teams would have actually paid more than that to, for Demarcus Cousins in his prime. Uh, so that's my last call. Do you have any rebuttal to that?
1: I mean, I, I... College coaches can definitely get better at the sets they run and implement Oh yeah, because while it's definitely more difficult, the shit they're running is still pretty archaic. Like when you watch yeah. oh, someone, yeah. someone posted a someone posted a a video the other day of Tracy McGrady just like absolutely cooking in a game, and I was like, "Yeah, yo, these sets are just like these sets are what they run in college," and this was.
0: Like, 2007? Th- this was
1: footage from Magic, from Magic.
0: Tracy oh, Brady, so, like, 03, was like, 02? Like oh, right.
1: Like, this is, like, 20 <laughs> years ago stuff that they're running the NBA, that they're still running, not just sometimes, but a lot of the time in college basketball. Yeah. So, there is room to improve. We have seen teams that have improved it. Loyola Chicago was a, a revelation a lot of the times because of the offensive, like, Sophistication that they were that they had, and you compare Loyola Chicago's offense to an NBA offense, and it's not even close. So there yeah. are definitely places to improve, but overall, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to expect the same level of sophistication and execution and skill from a bunch of snotty twenty-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds. Then yeah, and is, and. And I
0: pulled that stat out of my butt. Like I don't even know. It, it's probably even less than six percent. I
1: would guess. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. It's probably closer to three or two percent uh, than it is six. I was just being generous there. And like, even if they made an NBA roster, it's probably not even like they'll they'll be you know downgraded to the G League or whatever. You know, demoted to G League or whatever. So you know, like college basketball like enjoy for what it is it's not a great product but i still enjoy it you know like i still i still get a lot of you know like relief and i feel like it's just fun to watch because the unpredictability of it uh so if you're banking on kentucky being like i know kentucky has eight national championships all time how many years has kentucky been around in college basketball over 100 it's like 100 almost near 125 now like 122 Uh, So like, it's, it's, it's up there and they only have eight national championships. That's the unpredictability of college basketball. The most winningest program, as far as national championships concern in NCAA is UCLA with what they have 11, you know, 11 and how many years has UCLA been a program? Uh, And that's so 11, like it's way different than the NBA guys. You know, like you yes. don't see teams like the Celtics or the Lakers with, you know, like 20 plus championships or whatever, however many they have. It's just way different. So uh, you can't expect a championship year in, year out. Enjoy enjoy it. Have fun with it. College basketball is very fun. Uh, and, you know, like if Kentucky doesn't win next year, I want to see the Red Raiders win it all. I think they could with the transfers that they are rumored to maybe land this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it would be that would be great for like it would be great for college basketball in my opinion is to have somebody that hasn't won a championship before to win it all, um, so yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to else you want to close with here now?
1: Oh, well, nothing I can think of really. I mean, it's it's going to be a long off season and long probably in a good way as opposed to yeah the normal connotation that that is said. Uh, I'm excited for all the, all the movement and gives us a ton of stuff to talk about. If you'll have any ideas on segments you want to hear us go through. If you want to, <laughs> if you want us to, to cover something, if you want us to cover a team, whatever, we are more than, and then open to it. So just shoot us a DM either at our beers and buckets, Twitter account. You can DM Connor or I, uh, we're we're here to kind of give you all exactly what you all are looking for in the uh in the the weeks to come. So yeah, just let us know. Excited to see what the off off season has in store.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. I was thinking about it the other day. Uh we are open to feedback. We are not like just like pretentious douchebags that like think that we're God's gift to earth. Uh, we know we're flawed. We know we probably talk too much about Kentucky or whatever. Give us your feedback. Um, we, we would we would welcome that with open arms, and uh, we would love to hear from you guys on what you want to hear from this podcast because uh, we can take it. Our egos can take it. I know we're not a great podcast. We're still growing, and we appreciate everyone who listens and supports us. Uh, sure. And so, yeah, definitely give us your feedback. We'd love to have that. Um, also... Uh, if you guys can, uh, please go share this episode, please go share our Twitter, anything like that. We would just we want to grow uh, obviously that would be the greatest thing is for us to grow and uh, but I will be honest with you guys. Uh, I don't know if Dal if I told you, but I got promoted to defensive coordinator for the football team that I coach. I, this is crazy. like I'm in my second year of coaching I got promoted defensive coordinator, which is wild. Um, so I must
1: be really bad.
0: We <laughs> were we went one and eight last year we were terrible <laughs> but we got a new head coach and uh the guy just you know the guy just really trusts me and he wants to groom me into being a defensive coordinator and and ultimately like my goal is to be an offensive coordinator and i feel like if to be a really good offensive coordinator you got to know how defenses operate so i'm happy to accept that challenge but uh with that said uh my my role in that program has taken a step up obviously i'll be watching a lot more film uh breaking down a lot more of our own film and also just you know game prep game plan everything like that so uh this offseason might be a little bit more uh for basketball a little bit more uh, than i am able to commit to so We are also going to be exploring some other guests on the podcast that might be able to step up with the content, but uh, I'm excited for it. I think we have, like, I know we have a couple of guys lined up that are very interested in joining us um, as far as in the off season, just joining us uh, for contributing to talking basketball, talking, you know, everything like that. So talking beer. Uh, But next week we are talking about Iowa. We talked about UNC tonight. We're going to break down Iowa and uh what they have who they have leaving who we think is going to join them there's probably going to be about 50 to 100 other transfer portal entries from (laughs) now and then uh so our list can completely change so if there's any other transfer portal entries we can uh, add to this list we will gladly do that but uh we'll be talking about iowa next week so if you have any big 10 listeners that want to check that out go ahead and do that um also, we went through this whole freaking podcast without even mentioning a sniff of a uncommitted top 15 uh, transfer or not transfer, but recruit in uh, Leonard Miller. Where do you think he's going to go quick, quick as we as we leave? Where do you think Leonard Miller is going to land? G League. Yeah, I think he's going to go G League, too. I think Kentucky did everything. They threw everything in a brick wall at him. And uh, no matter what, this kid wants to be a pro. And uh, I think he's going to go to the G League and he, if not straight follows, to the
1: NBA. He follows the Cardale Jones uh, train of thought, which is the I ain't come here to play school mentality. And yeah. he didn't have to play school in the G League. Yeah.
0: yeah fair enough. So uh, I still think that kid's going to be pretty good, uh, especially like he's just got his loads of potential. Uh, so, even if he goes to college for a year, his best basketball is probably like three to four years from now, if not more. And uh, I think he's he's going to be a special player. But let's shout out Leonard Miller. Hope he does well. Hope he picks Kentucky, but we'll see. So, all right, now, where can we find you? Anything you want to plug now?
1: Um, you can find me at do underscore well Harmon on Twitter. Um, Matt mentioned up a podcast at the beginning or in, in the middle, I guess, uh, to check out on the Kentucky side. Um, honestly, just keep an eye out on the Beers and Buckets Twitter account. It uh, We'll try and be tweeting out a bunch of actual recruiting and transfer portal news. We will not be yeah. participating in a lot of the speculation uh, discussion. But as you see guys we discuss coming through and actually committing to places, we'll make sure to – to get that out so we can try and be kind of your one-stop shop for getting a very tailored and, uh, and focused uh, like content stream. Um, So follow us there. And yeah. What about you, Connor? Uh, I mean, I have nothing else really
0: to plug. I think I plugged it earlier in the podcast, but uh, if you have like just an extra, you know, 15, 20 bucks, Uh, and I know times are tough. Inflation's crazy right now. Our program at, uh, sharks, we could really use it. So I think, uh, I think we, I don't know if we tweeted from beers and buckets, but I know my personal account, I've tweeted it. Uh, if you could go spare extra 15, 20 bucks, these kids, I like, when I say low income, I mean, it's really low income, but these kids deserve like they deserve it. They work their butts off for it. We're trying to give them an experience that they'll never have otherwise. Uh, at our program, and we're doing the best that we can. Uh, So if you could go spare a couple bucks, that'd be great. Uh, Just even – go ahead.
1: I was going to say, my sources tell me that their DC is pretty weak, so he uh, he might be getting a buyout at the end of the season.
0: (laughs) God, I hope I get a buyout. (laughs) If I got a buyout, I'd be gone Uh, yesterday, buddy.
1: (laughs) Getting paid to not coach has to be the greatest feeling of all time.
0: Oh, that's my ultimate dream is just to go – like show out one year at like a, like a mid major and then get like a, a, you know, power five contract. And then like for like $5 million and then just God, absolutely be suck it up. I, you know, like I deactivate my Twitter. I don't care. I could take the comments. I do not give a crap. If I'm getting paid $5 million to not do anything, Buy me sign out. me up yesterday. Like I absolutely. Buy me out. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So we, we've, we've, entertain this thought a long way too long uh <laughs> we appreciate all you guys listening go share the podcast and uh we, like always man just enjoy life enjoy basketball enjoy the nba playoffs and uh drink well you yeah, know have a good drink be merry be happy take care responsibly guys. though yeah of course yeah oh by the way hosting a 21st birthday party for my buddy uh in a couple weeks that's why i was getting the backyard ready I'm ready. If you have any drinking games that you recommend, send them my way. Uh, we're, we're ready to have fun for this first twenty first birthday party. So send them my way y'all take care everybody.